Hi guys, welcome to Think Property Club's Unstoppable. Let's connect with one of our superstar students and see how their property journey has changed their lives and others, whilst having fun making profits along the way. Hello, welcome to Unstoppables. Today on our session, I've got one of our superstar students, Michael and Darylin. Welcome to Unstoppables. Thank you. Hello, how are you? How are you both today? Excellent. Well, <laughs> all good. Going really well in this kind of time, you know, this crazy time that we're all alive in. And um, it's interesting. It's um, working through Think Property Club. It's, you know, property that we've been able to really connect with like-minded people like yourselves and other people and, yeah, not really doing the nine-to-five, using property. Say that again. <laughs> Definitely not nine-to-five. <laughs> Definitely not using property as a tool to give us that more time, space and freedom to do the things we want. Um, I love doing property anyway. It doesn't feel like a job most days and obviously connecting with beautiful people all around Australia. Um, but, yeah, Michael and Darylin, let's talk about how did you guys get started into property and when did you join Think Property Club? All right. Um, suppose we got started into property probably about seven years ago and that was via a money partner. And um, the first project we'd done, it actually provided something like about 40 45% return. Amazing. That, that provided sufficient equity that uh, we then sort of went ahead with that subdivision, bought a block of land, got a duplex house, and basically didn't put in any cash at all. It was just rolled over from the, the investment. So that's what really sort of got me going and saying, okay, well, if that's what they can do as a money investor, imagine what we can do if we're the developer ourselves. So that was a joint venture? It wasn't a joint venture. It was sort of like a co-op where a number of people could sort of put their money down. We're by far the major investor in the first one um, because that's really, like I said, the returns so of that was phenomenal over a short period of time. Yeah, right. So that's really what got me going, okay, we need to get into property development. Um, but at that point in time, we had our own business, which is where we sort of generated our, our wealth from, and that's a 24-7 business. So... We had to sort of get to a point in time of our life of saying, okay, let's sell the business and then we can focus on property. And that's where we then came across um, Think Property Club. Um, we went to the PDS course and we'd done that sort of before we sold the business. As soon as we knew the business was for sale, then we yep. opted for the, the next level course. Yeah. So were you working crazy hours in your own business? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can get a call at one o'clock in the morning and you're sort of in the van, you've got a major flood somewhere or another in Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast, Brisbane. Uh, How many was, hours do you think that was? Lots. Sixty or seventy hours a week. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Then you had your own business, you had to run the financials, weekly payroll, things like that, end of year account. So How um, did you find the time to do other things running your own business then? Well, you, you didn't. You, you basically had business and when you had time off, it was just with the family. That, that was essentially like, Very limited, mm. very limited time. And did you do that for many years, can 12 I ask? Years. 12 years. Yes. 
Wow. And, you know, doing that 12 years, you know, 70 hours a week, um, did that build you massive wealth that you could go, all right, I don't work? Yeah. Yeah. And with we started with um, probably about a six or $700,000 loan. Yep. And about the five-year mark, we had that covered. Good. Um, then another two years after that, we started to sort of build up these bank accounts, and that's where we then had to say, well, what the hell are we going to do with this money? And that's where we then started to look at doing okay. sort of investing in, in property back then. Yeah, great. And, look, I think that's the conventional way, isn't it? You... Um, learn a skill and then you work, build a business into it, and then you use that money to build the wealth. Mm. That takes time and years and knowledge to do that. Um, obviously, you got into Think Property Club and learned more about property, fast-tracking it. Um, you did the Think Property course. You saw people making six-figure profits Yes. What were you thinking? Is that what you were wanted to do as well? Yeah, it's like the PDS course was really good because it gave you a whole suite of different options of what you could do, how you could do it. Um, and I suppose that really opened my eyes up and said, okay, I need to take this, take the punt to the next level. And like I say, once our personal circumstances were right with our own business, that's when we sort of took the leap of faith and joined yeah and I never look back (laughs) I remember and you know we see people come in from all different industries and previous careers and and I said Michael and Darylin yep Michael's very detailed (laughs) right into the course of every step because we provide the every step system so you can copy exactly what Jason and I did Mm. and um yeah within a short period of time all of a sudden you'd got into a deal. Um, tell us what that deal was. The deal came from left field. We were looking in one direction and this other property popped up and it became a from an old house to a grand house. Wow. I like that old house to grand house. Yeah. So just yeah. building one house. One house. Yeah, one luxury build. And the, the, the thing that, that caught my eye with this property, I cannot remember whether it's your course or someone had sort of said to me, is if you ever find a situation where a house has been sold by, um, sorry, deceased estate, um, the other item was um, must sell at the auction and the third item was it had the real estate and he was from the Gold Coast, not even in the Brisbane area. And those three things just waved the red flag that, okay, we need to go along and we'll just see what happens. And we end up buying the, this old house on this block of land in Prestige suburb of Brisbane for a very good bargain price. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So you were able to get that property and what made you pick that ugly duckling? Like did you do your research into it? Did you do your due diligence, tick all the boxes? All of that, but it was in a Prestige suburb well part part of the suburb and it was the area itself the house didn't suit it was an old house and it needed to be the area needed to be upgraded is the worst house House in the worst house in the street i love that i love that because it is 
It's yeah. so true. And you can pick it from miles away. And yeah. I love that. I love that you both into this course said, okay, this is the deal we're going to do. Because a lot of people think, oh, you've got to do 20, you've got to do multiples, you've got to do, you know, subdivision to make big profits, mm. right? So I really want to delve into this deal that you're doing from old to grand, like you yes. said, Daryl, mm-hmm. and how you, yeah, how that increased the profits so much from that one deal. So how long did that take deal? Let's look at time frame. Um, from way to go, it was about 20 months. We had a bit of a slow, we had a bit of a slow start getting the right builder on board, but we got there. Yep, that's good, 20 months. And with that particular one, you had like a good team, good A-team specialists to help you along the way. Yeah, we, we didn't need to do any subdivision, but obviously from the surveyor, the soil testing, um, we had to get various things moved with water meters and things like that. But, yeah, the, the team teamwork, yeah. Trees. Street <laughs> three trees. had to be removed. That was a fun um fun task and one I certainly learned from. And, and is there any particular story of a challenge that you can tell us that um, you worked through and thought, oh, oh this is a pickle and you go through it? Our neighbour. Well, well, we had to build on the boundary of one neighbouring property, so we had to get their consent. So I'll let Daryl and then <laughs> go through the story of getting we that had, consent. We did follow-up letters. To, to let all the neighbours know what we were doing. We asked consent of the neighbour on our right-hand side, left-hand side if you're looking out. Um, she procrastinated. She brought her daughter along who was a architect. Mm. So they needed uh, the design of the house. They needed how the layout was going to be. They needed they wanted every piece of information we had to give them. And it had to be on A3 size Had paper. to be A3, not A4. We followed all the rules. We they finally got a meeting in person, everything to make this lady happy. Um, eventually she agreed to, to a degree and then sold her house <laughs> for giving consent. And sold her house, moved on, and before giving consent, her house went to auction. And on the auction day, we approached the new buyer, and he almost signed it on the spot. Said, "Yeah, no worries, go for it." So you didn't even need to get the old net, like the old owner, to sign after she put you through the rigorous process. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. Interviews, documentation. She yeah. didn't sign it. No. <gasps> No, but the new the new owner after auction signed it almost immediately the next day. Was sent back to us. You must look, you must look at that and go, what was that reason? Why did that happen? Yeah, it was yeah. it was very strange, and it was certainly a, a learning curve. Oh, that's a massive <laughs> lesson. And yeah, we've had our fair share of uh, neighbours hmm. that we have to really please and get along with because when you're building you are affecting the three neighbors or and you have to do your best to you know treat them well and we always send love to them yes a lot of the reason they're angry is like they're fearful of what you're going to do to their property and it's funny we've had a lot of our 
neighbours who also decide they're going to sell after we develop and then Mm. their property prices increase as well. That's right. Yeah. We even put that forward to her saying this will increase the neighbourhood, this will do that, this will do that. Yes. But she ended up selling before we even started the house. (laughs) (laughs) And obviously part of that consent was then to... um, demolish the fence and erect a new fence. So until we got her consent, we really couldn't move couldn't forward move with forward. The, the demolition of the house. So right. that's one reason why the, the initial start of it dragged out long. She didn't like before. the idea of upgrading her fence for some reason. Even though, did you offer to pay for it too? Yep. Oh, yeah, we're going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Then for some reason, she got her own surveyor out just to sort of <laughs> pin where the two corners were. Said, we're going to do that, but it's okay. You can do it if you like. <laughs> it was the same? Oh, yeah, it's the same, yeah. Same yeah. Spot. Well, she'd moved on by then, but it was the same spot. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's very strange. Yeah. Well, I think, I think that will really help you carry forward to your next deal, knowing exactly what to provide the neighbours if you have the same situation again. You've got the A3 documentation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Step yeah. by step, what we're doing, yeah, who the, we are. Yeah, the, the other neighbours on the back and on the other side, oh, yeah, show them the plans yet, where do I sign? No dramas mm-hmm. at all. It's just... It's, yeah. One neighbour, for some reason, wanted to procrastinate and drag the whole process out. I love that. I love that. Start. That was our mm. slow start. Yeah. And, look, once you got through, you know, that neighbour and you got it, like, signed to change the fence, um, the bill process and, you know, going through sales and marketing, how did you go through all that? Was it pretty easy? Um, did you follow the system? Was it all about managing that A-team? Yeah, well, once we basically got the lot prepared in the sense of having it cut, retaining walls up, the external fence was on, store, we had to put storm water in, which was fine. We had a water meter we had to reposition because that was in the wrong position. From that point onwards, really, the builder was the main driver with their, um, with their own project manager on site, basically day in, day out. Um, from a sales perspective, um, we certainly obtained your advice on some people, various people for staging, um, and we sort of eventually selected. Sorry. Let's go back to staging, which is styling property yeah. before selling. And, Daryl, I know you love design part of it and you had yes. a big input. Yes. Because um, you've got, once you finish building a house, it's just a shell almost. It's like. You need to create that vision. And mm. I remember having that discussion with you, Michael, about, okay, let's get quotes from these really good staging companies and see what they do. And, Darren, did you get involved with um, helping them choose a style? Which Absolutely. Is I, we had two particular at the end. We were choosing from two. Yes. One, the people we went with were a, yep. a young couple, a young company, and... They, were, they particularly sent emails every day of what their thoughts were for us to choose. Um, and there was a couple of things where she was going in one direction and I went, no, this house has got to look like this and it's got to be certain. So they were very compliant and very helpful. So I love that. I love the idea that I was able to have a say and it was just handed over. Yeah. I was still That's in control it. of what we were doing. Yeah, and I think the property 
building and development process is that you can pick and choose what part you want to have more input with. Yeah. Then you learn more about it. And then where you don't is ask for help. Ask yeah. the team, ask, you know, Amy and Jason about what to do. Uh, because, you know, every stage is different. And it's funny we're having a conversation last weekend about it. Yeah. Remember, I go, well, you've done this deal now. You know, how else are you going to expand your knowledge into what you want to know better? Oh, we still ask you. <laughs> <laughs> and we're happy to be here to support you and help. Everything's different. It's like how do you grow? How do you how do you both work together in you know as a couple in a relationship and then build the business together so that you can delegate, you can do what you love, and then uh, learn extra new skills as well. Mm-hmm. You know, time wise, did it did it take much of your time during that you know twenty month period? Like how many hours a week or like or was it? Um, it didn't. Average? Towards the end it did with the landscaping and the, well, the groundwork, if, yes. If we go through the build process, um, I suppose in that particular aspect, I wanted to certainly build our brand profile. So then I was out there every week taking video and going through yeah. week one all the way through to week 23 or 26. And it's Amazing, um, yes. Yeah, and, yeah, that really got good knowledge from my perspective and also if anyone was starting up, they'd sort of see exactly what you have to go through to do a build. Um, we had a landscaper organised once the build was finished and uh, I said, you know, give me a call about two or three months before completion. I'd done that. He'd obviously totally forgotten us and said, oh, I can't get there until, you know, about four months after the build was finished. So cut a long story short, we had to do the landscaping ourselves and get yeah, <laughs> Quite a few hours to do, I can tell you. Because you're not professional landscapers. Absolutely not. (laughs) It worked out pretty well. We got a lot of advice. We kept asking the right people. We asked the right person what plants. We asked the right people what grass, what this, what that. So it's in that sense it was process of who do you go to and what is their ability to give you. And we got some really good advice along the way and some knowledge, yeah. Fantastic. So, you know, I think you know all about landscaping now. Absolutely. You're going to do it for the next one? Sorry? Are you going to do landscaping for the next one? Oh, no, definitely not. (laughs) I will design it, though. (laughs) That's okay. Designing is fine. That's right. No more shovels. (laughs) Oh, you you want these projects to be easy so that, you're not, it's not 70 hours a week mm. like your previous job. It should be something that you can drop in and do other things that you like because yes. I, I know it's your first project, you want to be really detailed with it. But the next one, do you know the steps now, who to go to? Yes. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, and then from the selling perspective, um, again, we'll sort of talk to yourself, Amy. We sort of yeah. got the three quotes and um, yes. decided to go with the one we felt most comfortable with. Um, and, yeah, that sort of went, went really, really well. Yeah, fantastic. So, all right, let's talk about really well with that project. Um, you had an estimated, like, feasibility at the beginning of the project <laughs> and and then at the end you've got your actuals. Um, were you happy with the actuals? 
Yes. Yeah. It sort of rewarded us um, over six hundred thousand dollars profit. So that's amazing. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, that, that a lot of that is, I suppose, in a sense, good luck. We bought the land at the right time. We got the build just prior, or just as the costs were increasing. And by the time we had the build, the market had also increased as well. So, you know, you just That's had to the, storm to have a really good yeah. mm. That's the perfect trifecta, really. And, yeah. you know, to make 600000 and that wasn't a full-time job, where else can you make that sort of profit? Mm. That's amazing yeah. in the one, one small deal. Uh, imagine if you had a few of those going at the one time. Mm. And yes. do you- <laughs> Yes. Do you, do, you think, do you think you can do multiples at one time after doing that one deal? Oh, yeah. Well, quite comfortably you could do two. You may be a little bit pushed to do three, but um, certainly two you'd have no problems doing. Well, amazing. To let go of all the details. Yes. The minor yes. details. You have to be prepared to let go, and I'm not sure if yet I'm ready to do that. Yeah, and it's not doing that. The bits you like and delegating the bits that you don't like, which is what I love about property because you can always get the um, architect or town planners to take over certain parts or hire, you know, the designer to do extra parts and you do the lovely fun stuff um, of all the design elements and colours. And I guess in terms of looking at future deals, um, what sort of deals are you looking at next and uh, what sort of deals do you want to venture into to growing your business? We're hoping that there's another magic one turns up, basically. No, we we had a um, we want we focused on a splitter block, so we're certainly searching for various um, opportunities, um, and then sort of talking to a real estate agent one day. Uh, so I said, yeah, this is what we're after. And he said, oh, I've got a property actually on the market for that. Um, and that was in Sherwood, um, which is a very good suburb in, in Brisbane. And they don't come up that often because predominantly they're all protected because they're all built pre, pre-war. But this one yes. wasn't. Um, got the numbers and the numbers came out. Oh, you know, we're talking four or $500,000 deal on it. And that was pr- probably pretty conservative. I thought, this is great. Um, looked at the plans from Dial and Dig and noticed oh, it's got no stormwater. So I had to get the consent of the property behind us, but unfortunately, for whatever reason, they didn't give their consent and we had to walk away from the deal. So that was a bit of a downer. Couldn't uh, convince them. Yeah, it's <laughs> just the way it goes, unfortunately. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so um, we then done a couple of fees in other parts of Brisbane and just sort of realised, oh, these numbers just aren't coming out right. So with the property market, with house, uh, the land price has been so high, the bill costs are so high, um, we're going to sort of change tack a little bit. Um, we've done a, what is it, a sort of a webinar with our town planner who does various different subjects throughout the year. And um, he done his FISO on subdivision. And these these were real deals. And that sort of got me thinking, okay, well, we might just focus on subdivisions, just buying a lot, cutting it in one, one into two predominantly, and then sell the land and move on. 
Um, but at the same time, we're very interested in getting our portfolio up and running with rooming houses. Yes, positive so, cash flow. Yep. Yes. So while we're looking for the land deals, we're also going to be looking for rooming housing deals as well because um, we will be looking at some of the same suburbs where those rooming houses will actually uh, or, or can reside quite uh, quite well, you know, close to transport, supermarkets, etc. So that's our, I suppose, our plans we've got set and we're just getting our finances all sorted now so we've got the serviceability and the options in to move forward. So once a deal comes along, we can jump on it straight away. Oh, I love it. You have a whole strategy in place and just really? listening... Just listening to you both speak, you, there's just so much knowledge there. Did you have that knowledge seven years ago? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I just had the financial knowledge. Yeah, I'm, yes. I'm sort of, financial yeah, background. I've got accounts, accounts yes. degree, yes. marketing degree, and yes. I've got all that part of it. But um, yeah, when it came to property knowledge, what I've sort of said then, I would have had no idea what the hell you were talking about seven years ago. Oh, it's amazing. It's like you've got the full strategy in place. You're manoeuvring with the market as it changes. changes. And, and, you know, we talked about this property cycle will continue to change. And as a good investor, you've got to know when to get in and get out. Mm. And it sounds like you both are really conscious and aware and watching the market and go, well, we can't do that sort of deal because the bill price has gone up. So we've got to do this sort of deal. And um, it's just wonderful to see that growth in both your journey to be able to mature into that. Mm. <laughs> like, now we like too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you, you know more than the average Joe. Yes. And I think we forget uh, when we get into property that we learned every day we absorb so much with new information and you know so much more than the people out there. It's finding the right opportunities. Yes. Uh, and knowing when to jump on it with the right team. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited to, for, to see both your journey venture out more because, yeah, there's this deals and that deals and this area. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know that, you know, Michael, with your accountant head, you're awesome with your due diligence and your numbers. Um, what, what advice would you both like to give to students out there starting out? or who wants a little bit of um, tip on how to, I guess, gain the maximum profit and manoeuvre in this property? Any advice? Don't rush. Don't rush. Take the time to, to do the background work before you start to yeah. know what you're doing first. Understand yep. what you're doing first. Fantastic. That's for me, yeah. that would be me. You know, I think um, for anyone who's contemplating going to next level, um, I suppose my advice is make certain you've got sufficient time yeah. to put into the course, the knowledge, because mm-hmm. um, you will move forward a lot quicker that way as compared to sort of doing next level when you've still got a full-time job and you can only allocate you know, very limited hours. Yes. Uh, we just sort of found being able to focus on it full-time, and obviously everyone can't do that, but you need certainly excessive hours to sort of go through all the the chapters, learn all the information, but then you can start moving forward in in the right direction. Yeah. And is it hard? No, it's not hard. It's not hard. It's just um, it's, it's different. You have to think differently than what you've done previously. 
work differently? In a space for myself, the, the biggest confidence boost I got, and obviously with financial background, you're always conservative <laughs> on risk. What do you risk that whole situation is the feasibility you get from next level. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great program, simple to run, and also as you go through all the various sections, you put all the various um, tabs down the side, so it's like a checklist. Okay, have you looked at this? Do you need this for this project? Yes or no? Okay. I need to contact someone on the A team and get the numbers from them. So that there really tipped me right over the edge. Okay, let's go and do these deals. It's processing. Yeah. It's follow-up process. process. Processing yourself. Mm. Yeah. It is step-by-step, step and if you've got those templates and those um, dot points, you know, okay, next step who you've got to go to, which is yes. what I yeah. when we first started. And it's great that, you know, you can both follow that and get through the deals because the next project is going to be much faster and much easier for you both to go oh I've got those teams ready to go I yes. my numbers. I'm just going to tweak it and change it and um what do you think any dream houses or dream project that you would like to venture in you go first <laughs> Daryl I've been thinking about one <laughs> there's a house on Gold Coast that I'd like to knock down and rebuild for myself but I don't think I'll ever get it <laughs> Right. You never know. You never know. <laughs> Sounds amazing. And is it um, one house? It is at the moment, yes. And it's, yep. Yes. But it's. Um, I think it's very secured from ever being up for some. Well, it could be there. It could be somewhere else close That's right. to there. That's right. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. And, Michael? Yes, most for me is we, we know where we want to live. We've still got probably a five-year position of where we're presently residing, that's where we're going to stay. But obviously um, we always want a house or an apartment where you can hear the surf, see the sand, see the beach. Um, so we know the location. But as far as a project's concerned, at a point in time I'd certainly like to do like a small subdivision, um, you know, six to ten lots, and um, have the knowledge and capability of doing that. So Beautiful. Yeah, but I say we're talking to a few people who's experienced in that area and if they need a money partner and I can learn from it, then I'll certainly jump yeah. on Amazing. Well, I think you should put all those onto that vision board on your fridge in your office because the power of that manifestation, you look back in five years' time and be like, oh, tick, 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 tick. And I encourage everybody to do that because do one for five years, do one for 10 years and don't hold back. Mm. Put that dream house there there, because if you look at it every day, you're just going to draw it in, whether it's that one or as close as possible. Yes. Right. See, as close right. as possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember when we used to do deals and we'd put the, when we're like at the beginning stage, we'd put what we visualise at the end to be the profit mm-hmm. and Jason would come along and say, no, it's not three hundred thousand profit. That's too realistic. He's like, put five hundred thousand. <laughs> I did the numbers. I don't think it's possible. Anyway, with that one project, we end up getting like four hundred fifty thousand. Good. And I was like, hang on, that really worked. 
you know, I've got we've got the calculated risks, the FISO, but you just never know with the market and the changes with it. Just like that one deal where you made over six hundred thousand, and that wasn't you know what your initial plans were. So it's amazing to see how property can change our lives. In yeah. one deal. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And sort of this year we want really want, well, sorry, next year we really want to sort of kick quite a few goals. So that's what yep. we're really pumped to move forward with. Yep, never a better time than now. You're creating the opportunity. Thank you. You know, whatever market you're in. So I'm really, yeah, I'm really happy for both your journeys, your progress. I can't wait to see and hear more about every deal or every partnership. Put it out there that you're going to create because uh, it's really just the beginning, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yes. yeah. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who needs retirement? <laughs> this is a hobby when you get into it. So, no, I really want to thank you both for sharing and perhaps giving your time here today to talk to me and letting the students uh, hear about your journey as well. Thank oh, you. Been a pleasure. Thank you very much.